Welcome to Outdoor Mishaps. My name is Tom. On this channel, we're all about giving you tips and tricks that will help you be more successful in the woods. And this week, we are going over again turkey hunting tips. I uh, had a lot of time this weekend to think, or this week to think, uh, to go over a few things, to remember some of the tactics that I've used in the woods. Wanted to share those with you. I um, also want to go over something that I said in my last video that I kind of wanted to correct on this video. So let's get into this. Alright, firstly on my last video I had um, it made it sound as if I only like to use uh, mouth calls or that you should only use mouth calls. That wasn't at all what I was getting at. Um, my point was you don't need to get a lot of calls. If you have a slate call, a box call, and a mouth call, you're set. You don't need any more than that. Um, if you're just starting out, I would highly recommend getting a box call. You can make any, any sound a turkey makes with a box call, just a little bit of practice and you'll be good to go. Slate calls, box calls are uh, actually good for reaching out, uh, getting that very loud sound, very good at mimicking turkey noises, the noises the turkey makes. Um, I actually prefer all of those, their sound over a mouth call. It's just with mouth calls, I don't have to move at all. I can sit there with my gun in my hand and do what I'm gonna do. All right, let's get into those tips. All right, late morning would be the first tip. Make sure that you're there in the late morning, especially if the turkeys aren't gobbling. Most hunters are out of the woods by nine o'clock, but that is a mistake, and let me tell you why. Because in nature, when the gobbler gobbles from his roost, he will gobble, the hens will, get, will gather um, you know, somewhere where he can see them. He will fly down, they will go off and do their thing. And then by nine o'clock, usually most of those hens have left or are leaving him. Uh, to go back and do their nesting and, and lay eggs or whatever they're going to do. Uh, but he is going to be alone and he is going to be very susceptible to uh, calls. So make sure that you're in the woods at that time because if you can get a turkey to gobble at that time, and it's not super difficult at all, but if you can get one to gobble, I can almost guarantee you're going to get a shot at that bird. Tip number two is strut zones. Uh, all this week I have been watching turkey hunting videos, turkey hunting tip videos, uh, that sort of thing, and I disagree with about 90% of what you hear on uh, the internet from major uh, big name YouTubers, big name hunting companies on how you hunt a strut zone. Uh, they recommend once that turkey is in a strut zone and once he is gobbling, he's not gonna come out of there. That's a known fact. He will not move from that spot. That's why he goes there. He goes there to be seen. He goes there so all the girls can say, okay, there's Bob down in the, in the valley or up on the ridge. He's strutting. He goes there for another reason. He can see very well or he wouldn't be there. Um, so one, you trying to stalk up on him is going to be a very, very, very difficult task. Turkey's eyesight is amazing and trying to sneak up on a gobbling turkey is, uh, is almost impossible, next to impossible. I'm not saying it can't be done. Um, but it's very difficult to do. Secondly, you're putting yourself in a very dangerous situation, especially on public land. If you're on public land, do you think you're the only one that's hearing that turkey gobble? Absolutely not. And what if all of these other guys that are out on the, in the woods have heard the same YouTuber I, or you listen to uh, that says, go out and stalk that turkey? What if they set up 50 yards from him thinking they can call him off of wherever he is? Maybe they don't know it's a strut zone. 
and uh, they see your elbow as you come up and they and you're crawling along and maybe they're not a very ethical hunter maybe they just uh, take a shot at sound or take a shot at movement maybe they'll verify what they're shooting at very dangerous situation to put yourself in never ever ever stalk a gobbling turkey it is an excellent way to get shot my third tip is going to be change positions and i don't mean go uh, to a different property or move hundreds of yards away or thousands of yards away or anything like that i simply mean if you've been sitting at a tree for a couple hours uh, get up and move 50 60 yards one way or the other and sit back down and make a few calls i uh, one situation my friends and i were calling he was in we were in a blind and we probably stayed there a, long, a little longer than we should have but we were set set up just down off the edge of a ridge and we decided we were going to go over a couple ridges over because they had seen a lot of uh, gobbler sign there in the in the past and we got to the top of the ridge that we were currently on i said well let me throw a gobble or a call off the side of this hill and we'll see if anything answers that way we'll have a little better plan they're like fine so i called and on the same ridge as us uh, a turkey just thundered off and he was close uh immediately all dropped down and everything and uh i blame myself that we didn't get that turkey uh simply because the the shooter was over here I was over on this side and the turkey was obviously coming towards me since I was the caller and I had fallen or dropped down on my belly uh, by a, uh, a big blowdown and he didn't know where I was so he didn't shoot. So I thank God for safety conscious hunters. Change position, it can certainly uh, be an effective tactic in the turkey wood. All right, and I mentioned camo in my last uh, turkey tip video. I want to reiterate something on that. With camo, I don't just mean, uh, you know, a camouflage shirt and pants. I mean head to toe camouflage, and there's several reasons for that. One is going to be so the turkey doesn't see you moving, especially if you're using a box collar or a slate collar or something like that, or even just fidgeting with your gun. You don't want your hands to give you away. Also, the shine on your face, you'd be surprised how easily animals can pick that up in the woods. Secondly, it's for your own safety. If you've got a, a hunter that's coming in and maybe he's not the most responsible one in the woods and he sees your hands moving around, he knows a turkey head is white when it's shredding, that's not a good situation to be in. Make sure you're wearing head-to-toe camouflage. All right, guys, if you are finding value in this, if you're finding some worth in this video, I ask that you like, share, comment, and subscribe. That does a couple things. One, it tells the YouTube algorithm that there's something worth watching in this video and it puts it in front of more people. Secondly, it would greatly helps out my channel. So if you do that, I would be greatly or highly appreciative. Thank you. All right, silent turkeys or silent toms. Just because a turkey isn't gobbling doesn't mean he's not gonna come into your setup. Uh, the best way to go about this is to just sit tight. Once you finish your set of calls, uh, before you get up and move to the next area, wait half an hour, 45 minutes. Don't be afraid to just sit there in the woods and see what happens. Before you even start packing stuff up, just sit and be quiet and see if one peeks along. I've had that happen on several occasions. Uh, one time I was getting ready to go to work. I knew I had to be out of the woods at a certain time. So I made my last set of calls and I made it almost an hour and a half before I even had to leave. There was no gobbles that day. But I made the calls anyway and I sat and waited and it was a good 45 minutes to an hour. And eventually I could see one very slowly peeking along looking for the turkey that he heard. All right, guys, you have to scout for turkeys. You have to know where the turkeys are going to be and, most importantly, where they want to go. Uh, too many hunters depend on gobbling activity to tell them where they need to be and where they want to go. But what about the days when the turkeys aren't gobbling? Or what about the days when they gobble for a couple hours and then shut up completely? 
that's where it pays to know know where the turkeys want to go, where the turkeys go on a regular basis. You can pattern turkeys. It's not very difficult to do at all. Get your trail camera out. Go and spend a few hours in the woods each day or as often as you can before season starts. Make sure you know where those turkeys are. That way when the hunting gets tough, you still have a very good opportunity to fill your tag. And talking about pattern turkeys and going back to the strut zone turkey, um, I had a situation, my friends and I had deemed this turkey an unkillable turkey uh, for several reasons. One, he had a strut zone, and that's how we found him the first time. We found him late in the morning. He was on a strut zone, and it was just a, it was an old abandoned quarry. There was a big sand dune on one side, and he would uh, go in between that sand dune and the woods and just walk back and forth. Gobble, gobble, gobble. That guy would gobble his lungs out. Uh, There's an old rock wall there, too, and that comes into play here in a little bit. But he roosted very close to where he could see that strut zone. In the mornings, he would gobble. All the hens would gather, and then they, he would fly down, and they would all go off to private land. There was an ag field up there, and they would do whatever they were going to do. Then there was an old logging road that would come out of that um, ag field. Uh, only curved onto public land very briefly. It was so open there, there was no chance to get him uh, at that place. He actually picked us off several times in that area. So our only option was to go to his strut zone. Now, unlike what all these big name YouTubers and, and uh, hunting companies would have you believe, it is not safe to stalk a gobbling turkey. I don't care whether you're on public or private, it's just too big of a risk to take. What I ended up doing is going in there very early. I got there about an hour and a half before daylight. Thankfully, that rock wall allowed me to crawl and be concealed the entire time until I got to the sand dune. Once I got to the sand dune, there was a big divot there I was able to sit in. Now, when I first got there, as soon as he started gobbling, I gave a few calls, and I was like, okay, you know, come down to the, your strut zone because you got a hot mama waiting here for you. He didn't want anything to do with that. He already had hens. I could see him uh, gathering up in, up in the distance, and he flew down and went up to the ag field. I'm going to admit it was kind of a boring hunt. I called a few times. He gobbled way up there. could barely hear him. But then, you know, inevitably about, you know, 9 o'clock, I think it was, 9.15, here he come, walking back down the road. All of his hens had left, and he was coming back down to a strut zone to put on a show. I gave a few calls, and he practically ran me over uh, trying to get there because he thought the hen was there. So that comes into play for um, knowing where the turkeys are going to be, also the late morning hunts, and also getting into the strut zone. By 9.45, I think it was, I was back to my truck with a turkey that weighed, I don't know, 23 pounds, 11 and a half inch beard. I forgot the size of the spurs. He was a beast though. So the moral of the story is don't give up if uh, the turkey seems unkillable. You just have to think outside the box and do what needs to be done. Also, don't be afraid of the late morning hunts. Don't be afraid to sit there and work just one bird. It can be done and you can be successful at it. Okay, and a bonus tip. Um, when I first started hunting, I moved way too much. I was fidgeting with my calls, playing with my gun, whatever it was. Moved way too much, and I was getting busted left and right uh, to the point to where it was getting frustrating to me. So I looked up, and I believe it was Night and Hail on their website. It may have been a CD or DVD that I rented, but or tape at that time that I rented. But it said to, um, and I've had this work several times. I don't know how it's going to work on public land. But on private land, it worked just fine. And what I did was I would go in. Let's say I busted a turkey the day before. I would go in. I would set up in the same general area, not the exact same spot, but, you know, 20, 30, 40 yards off from where I was. Make a few very, very soft calls right at daylight. 
and then shut up. Um, and inevitably, I've done this on several occasions, inevitably, um, probably 70% of the time, that turkey will come sneaking in. And I will tell you this, he will not gobble. So be on your lookout, be looking for that red head, and eventually, you know, if he's coming, he'll come poking by half an hour or so after you make that call, 45 minutes. I've had it work on numerous occasions, so don't be afraid to try that either. All right, lastly, what tactics and tips do you guys, you guys watching this video, down in the comments below, what tactics and tips do you use? What makes you most successful in the turkey woods? Is it the way you call? Is it the way you set up? What is it that makes you successful? Feel free to share that in the comments below. Um, let's uh, fill these comments up so people know, so they can read, and so they can know what to, uh, what to do to be more successful. All right, and next week I'm going to be doing a video uh, about the safety in the turkey woods, so be sure and check that out as well. Again, thank you very much for liking, commenting, sharing, and subscribing. Uh, God bless. I hope you all have a very safe and very fun and very successful turkey season.